When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about, real ghosts, fake ghosts, frightening sounds that turn out to be your friend farting. And (laughs) yeah, we're not like professional ghost hunters. We're not, you know, we don't wear black jeans from Hot Topic. We're sort of like soft, scared people who would die very early in a horror movie. That is correct. Um, Yeah. So like if you've ever scared about something, if you've ever scared about, if you've ever laughed about something (laughs) scary and then later lost sleep over it um, because of how scared you were, that's this is for you. Yeah. Welcome. You found your people. Here you are. Yeah. We're primarily a a podcast. Oh, God. We're primarily (laughs) a podcast. We're primarily a comedy podcast. Um, So if you found your way here from Vulture.com, you know, they know comedy. And it's going to be chatty. And that's just something that um, we've discovered we've had to be okay with. And if you're not, then, hey, there's no pressure. There really should be a, like, actually good podcast about scary stories to tell in the dark. But this is the one that there is. And mm-hmm. that that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. We are if in the group project of the World of Podcasts. We are – we weren't, like – actively hurting the project but we weren't really doing much but then everyone else got mono and we're having to present the project it's fully a halloween season andrew and i always feel so much pressure this time of year mm-hmm. to uh, have this show be cool for people okay and that's what i want I know. I know we feel a great deal of pressure but it's good i mean listen we're we're up to it but um be be gentle with us you know please just be gentle you know (laughs) we're very much like nicole kidman in the others like we're fragile we're we're widows in a big dark house (laughs) that is primarily how i identify is a is as a widow in a big dark house (laughs) that really like i definitely use she her pronouns but specifically that kind of she her Specifically, not the woman, but the haunted mansion. That's it's, my yeah. How I it's identify. funny. Our first year of doing this podcast, you and I both identified as um, a spectral bride in the attic, and yeah. now we've sort of we're out of the attic, baby. We're out of the attic. We're more earthy. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Andrew, um, today, the day that we're recording, actually, and this mm-hmm. is just a little bit of fun tidbit behind the scenes for the the listeners. Um, we're recording on October nineteenth. Yes. And Andrew, one year ago today or yesterday, who can say, um, you and I and a bunch of our friends and Jason and, and Chris went yes. to a certain location 
And sure this location is closed because of COVID-19, the global pandemic. Um, maybe if we'd been wearing masks in March, we could be going there now, but it has to be closed because of what it is. But I thought maybe it would be really fun to read reviews for Not Scary Farm. Oh, and that's very fun. Other haunted houses that are currently closed. And I think one of them is open. Which it just gives an extra thing to be scared about, to be honest. Oh, it opens up right into a clinic so that you just you just can transition straight into treatment. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, oh, this is great, Anna. I love this. This is for Not Scary Farm. If you don't know what Not Scary Farm is, it's um, uh, on Not's, Not's Berry Farm is the real name of it, which I guess was a berry farm and then became sort of like a Six Flags roller coaster type place. Um, and in the October, it becomes a haunted place. And you go at night, or I guess during the day it's regular, maybe? I think during the day it's regular, and then it takes a hard turn once the sun goes down. It takes a hard turn. I guess it's similar to sort of a Halloween Horror Nights at um, uh, Universal, which is actually scary. And I will read some reviews from there, too. But this is, like, very homegrown, very much like, let's put on a play. Um energy which i really like um yeah i i really i'm a big fan of haunted houses actually rachel wanitsky and i talked about a little bit about our love of haunted houses on monday's episode oh good um, and and i think what makes not scary farm special is that it's all non-ip like nothing is based on anything everything is just like we're taking scary and we're adding it to a noun or or another adjective there, yeah, it's like there'll be something that's similar to Alien, but yes. it's like it's just an alien, <laughs> right? Not not alien. It is. It could be any alien. These are aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I guess I should read a statement. This is not official, but uh, we're not affiliated with them at all. Oh, it says the unique features of Scary Farm will not allow us to operate within the constraints recommended by the CDC and public health experts. Mm-hmm. We know that this news is disappointing, but we look forward with great enthusiasm to making 2021 Not Scary Farm our best year ever. Okay, so that's kind of nice. We just have to wait. Looking forward to it. Okay, so this is a one-star review. Um, (laughs) It said, don't go on Saturdays. You are paying money to wait endlessly. I repeat, do not go on Saturdays. Want to ride rides? Not going to (laughs) happen. And there was massive traffic starting two miles from the parking structure. It was the worst traffic I've ever seen. It took us two hours to get to the parking structure. That's literally one hour per mile. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. oh god i do remember that i do remember that i remember long time. it too i completely forgot um oh she said uh we got so bored we began measuring how often they run the rides it came out to be one every five minutes one every five minutes for a ride that lasts 40 seconds wouldn't be this oh. upset if the kbf app gave us somewhat more accurate wait time never coming back to the scary farm again this is just traumatizing p.s the ride broke down around 1 a.m Oh, that's well, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a one star review of their own planning. I'll say it. I'll say it, too. I think like you have to you have to know that they got to make you wait, you know. Right, that's like um, giving, it's going to be special. That's like saying that's like giving one star to the Rockefeller Christmas tree by saying it was too big and I couldn't see it because I was far away because people like it. <laughs> it's like, well, I know this is a five star review. Good. I had so much fun this year. I felt like there were so many monsters and ghosts all over the park. 
<laughs> oh, God bless this person. Um, the lines to the mazes and rides are very long and it can take hours. With a fast pass, you can go and rides and mazes without having to wait in that long line. Trust me, it's worth it. There are a lot of cool mazes. My favorite one was a zombie maze with a laser gun and you shoot the zombie's head and they die or leave you alone. Weekends oh, are usually Yeah, there's one. Yeah, they have like zombie sensors on their heads and you shoot them and it either buzzes or doesn't buzz. It's very it's very could go either way. Yeah, the cause and effect is not like they're, they're not going to actually bite you, but it's yeah. like if you don't want them within 2 feet of you, you got to shoot them. Oh, leopard barking. Oh. She's barking a like rare ladybird bark. What does she know that we don't know? <gasps> oh, she knows that there's sushi here now. Oh, surprise. Um, okay, so one person gave a three-star review and said that the food was really good. And then another person what did a, a one-star. I know. I do. We did eat there. I definitely ate like a camp burger. Um, yeah, I, I, I recall having a Slurpee of some, like an off-brand Slurpee, like like a slinky or something that it was not called a slinky. I don't know why I said that. Um, a slinky. But I remember it being fine and um, they were all out of water bottles. And so that's what I needed in order to hydrate before I got to the car. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it was hard. It also like, um, there's a thing where the, the, so the whole park is staffed by teens and young people and they, you'll be like sitting outside waiting to go into a scary um, haunted house and then someone sort of dressed up like Beetlejuice will like run at you and skid on their knees at you. And yeah. their knees have like metal plates that spark on the pavement. Right. And then you're like, whoa. Ha And then they're like, yeah, it makes you think. And they yeah, wheelies away. are heavily featured at Not Scary Farm. Yeah. Or like it's just sort of like a metal version of it where they like skid in and there's sparks everywhere. And you're like, what? This was the problem that I ran into at at haunted houses. And maybe, Andrew, maybe listeners can help us out. I don't know what to say when they jump out and scare you. I kind of, what was I saying the whole time? I think you. there was a lot of you going, no. No, I'll, I'll go like, ooh, like, ah, yeah. like I'll feel like the need to make conversation, which isn't necessary. <laughs> I think I, what was I, I don't know. I think I was yelling the names of canceled celebrities at them. Which is like weird. Oh, that's good too. Um, just something to clear the air. Something to, I just don't know what to say because it's there's no real social script for like when a um like uh the nurse at a insane asylum who's like dead now is like stomping and surprised you and you go woo. <laughs> I, I kind of I do. I think I sort of put on um an impressed by a child voice where I where I go like oh. <laughs> that's true yeah that um, one works for me yeah that definitely i like um this person says this past trip to the scary farm was my fifth time going this is a three-star review um it was not the same as before at least for me i love the monsters and sliders outside i guess sliders are the the teens who slide at you yeah oh yeah um and all the fog and how dark and eerie it is but it was way too crowded i mean like 8 a.m la freeway traffic crowded if you know what i mean i didn't get scared <laughs> at all but i did have several jumps the kids were running away from the monsters without looking, so they were bumping into everyone. This was throughout the whole park. Literally had people push and shove me while walking. It was extremely annoying. There was a moment where a fight broke out and everyone just gathered to watch. Disaster. Oh. There should be an age limit or something. IDK. Thank goodness we had fright and fast lane passes or else I'd just dip and ditch. It's a shame. 
Yeah, we did the fast lane passes, didn't we? I think we did. I did remember spending more on that than I did on like friends' weddings, and I was like, yeah. I think this is just what it is. <laughs> I. I, although I will say, like, I don't re- – I remember it being crowded, but I don't remember waiting online at all. So I do think save up j- – just, you know, hold off on getting Thai food for three weeks and get the Fast Pass instead. Just get the Fast Pass for next year. Um, yeah. Oh, and they also have roller coasters, which really – there was one roller coaster we went on. Was it the Halloween Hootenanny? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, Timber Mountain Log Ride? Oh, the, were they – Oh right, it's the they have a they have a log flume that they like redecorate as like a haunted house. Did we go cool. in that and get wet? I don't we have did. memories I, anymore. It, and the thing is, there was there was like six inches of cloudy water like yeah. getting in the log, and um, when you go up, it all goes back, and your whole ankle is just going to be shot to shit. Which <laughs> it's true. I, I do have to say, like that was the scary part. Yeah. I know. Why is this water opaque? Let's just tell ourselves the lie that it's the fog juice that's made it cloudy. This person really also liked the funnel cake. Um, um okay. Anna, what's your what's your feeling about funnel cake? Pro I, or it, against? I'm I'm not from the heartland, so I didn't really and I, I didn't really go to like Jersey Shore much yeah. growing up, so I didn't have it until I was an adult, which I think is not how you're supposed to experience funnel cake for the first time. I think that's right. I yeah, I find it to be sort of like, you know, it's bad for you, but it doesn't it, it's too much fat, not enough sugar, not enough it, like it, you're supposed to have fat and sugar or fat and salt. And it, right. to me, it's just fat. And it, anytime it's I eat it, it tastes as though something's gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> where I'm like, like oh, <gasps> I guess it's the bad one. And then someone I'm with is like, oh, this is good. Right. Right. It's just every time I have it, it is like, uh oh, something's missing. Something happened. This is not what it's supposed to be. No. Um, Okay. So we're going to move on from Not Scary Farm, um, the the funnel cake notwithstanding, uh, to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. Harlotween Horror Holes. Harlotween Horror Night Holes. (laughs) Horror Holes. Harlotween Horror Holes. At Universal Studios Florida in LA. And it is um, the very first review that comes up. It is a three star review. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a one star review. No, I. Uh-oh. Okay. This is the lowest. This is not everyone. It's fine. So this is a one star review from Brittany T. She says, My boyfriend got hit in the head with a crowbar by a scare <gasps> actor. And me being a scare actor at Hollow Scream was a little upset because you are not supposed to hit anyone. After he hit him, he still continued to go after him. The managers wouldn't do anything. Um, Anna, what's your take? Do you think the boyfriend had it coming or not? I think the boyfriend had it coming, but I just don't think that you should hit boyfriends in head with crowbar if you're a character, especially not if the boyfriend's girlfriend is also a character. At Hollow Scream. Hollow Scream, which I've never heard of. I think that's Six Flags. That's the one if you if you didn't have time to get yourself uh, a not scary farm ticket, you go to Hollow Scream, I think. Hollow Scream is at Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. Oh my God. Oh, okay, that twist. That scare me. That scare me uh, good. This is not every park should have a Halloween theme. I, I This is not something I knew about until I was grown. Like, I, I, Universal did it for a long time. Disney kind of like sort of jumped on that bandwagon, I feel like, in the past 10 years. But like, you don't see SeaWorld having a Halloween. You don't. Um, which you should, honestly, it is the only scary park. I mean, we all know that 
killer whales, dolphins or ghosts, you know. Oh my god, I think Hello Scream is available this year. <gasps> uh, I think it's oh, just that different. would make sense actually. Oh yeah, because also Florida. that's too many. Oh Anna, you know what? I'm what? something is just emerging from my brain. I've what? been to Hello Scream. What happened there? Uh, my parents took me and Jack Warren, the oldest Warren brother, when yes. I was probably twelve to Bush Gardens and then it transitioned. I think that I think at the time what made it special is you could stay. You could have a day in the park and then when it transitions to Hollow Scream you could still stay. They didn't like oh, kick you out. Oh, that's nice. Um although I don't think we stayed cuz it it felt like there were a lot of beer drinking teens who showed up. My parents were like there's not enough money in the world. No, that's hard. Um, and we went right back to the hotel. But uh but I but my sense was it was too First of all, Hollow Scream is too many puns on one word. It's a lot. Halloween is already a scary word. You don't right. howl, oh, scream, hollow scream, maybe. I guess hollow <laughs> scream is sort of like a divorced woman after signing the papers. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a three-star review. Okay, okay, so this is from Ken Barry, who's a local guide, so it's important. This is from a week ago. I guess maybe bleep his name. I don't know. This is from a week ago. He said no houses this year. So I guess it's just outside. Oh, that. I mean, is he surprised? Scare zones were not long enough. And also all scare actors were too social distanced away for good effect. I guess they can only. (laughs) They can't come within six feet of you. I've never been scared by some. Well, that's not true. I have been scared by things that were more than six feet away. Oh, for sure. Um, Uh, Any movie theater. That's true. Um, I know it's due to COVID-19. However, they should have canceled the event altogether like Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. I think that's fair. Um, There's a different person. Um, I get that it would have limited scare zones, but logically the entry fee should be slightly discounted, right? Then add in that two roller coasters we wait in line for shut down due to technical difficulties. I paid for seven tickets. Waste of money. I think the issue here is that you can't expect for something to be as fun as when it was not a pandemic. Yes. When allowances are being made. Like you, we just yes. have like either. I mean, I would say the simple fix for this is just don't go this year. That feels like maybe the thing to do. I know. I also, I, yeah, it's harder to go back to the thing that you miss when it's still different. Right. Um, And I, and I know that like, there's, I, I feel bad. Rachel and I were talking about that, like, you know, I feel like characters kind of fall into a Ren Faire category of performer where um, it must be so hard if this thing that you love doing every year is not you can't do it in the way you like. And that's just on the like that's just on the like uh, provider of a service side, let alone the the customer side, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but this person gave it a five star review. And they've been before, so they don't not know what they're talking about. Okay. Um, uh, it's an amazing event. Very underrated. It's a very cool environment. Um, I believe people only like Universal's Halloween Horror Nights because it's Universal Studios. Wow, hot take. Mm, but Bush Gardens fair. is more graphic and comes up with their own original haunted houses when Universal takes on popular horror films. The mm. scare actors not only scare you, but they also like to start conversation with you, which makes a greater experience. I felt like... <laughs> adding 10 different 10 scare zones due to COVID-19 is an amazing idea. You can follow the usual social distance rules while still being scared just as much as if you've been there before. 
Um, okay. That's you nice. Know, I really give, I really admire a, a rational review. I do too. Um, and this is going back to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal in LA. Um, as a one star review, saw the commercial during Morning Joe, completely inappropriate for that hour. The degradation of what we permit on TV is disgusting. Universal oh. Studios is obviously focused on profit with pure disregard to what impact this could have on small children. There should be a warning for parents in order to shield small children from this type of garbage. I'm sorry. To shield small children from this type of this type of garbage. <laughs> that was that's like um that's an onomatopoeic uh translation. She was so worked up. This, this type, type of, of this, this type, type of garbage. Of garbage. Yeah, it was like a um what's her name? Sarah Kane play. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. This is a one star review from Evan. Hello. I am contacting you in regards to our Halloween Horror Nights experience. I am a Florida resident and normally I go to Universal Studios around once or twice a year. I really do enjoy my experience, but this was hands down not a good time. It was more of a headache than a good time. I'm not the type of person to complain. I usually bite my tongue and ignore it, but I feel I should express my concern to you. She asked, okay, so someone asked for ID to get the drinks and then his friend's license was expired. She asked for another form of ID and he had his concealed weapon or firearm license that is from state of Florida and gave it to her. She then proceeded to say, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. We then proceed to talk to a manager because we are willing to spend money on these $16 drinks and she replied back, there's no manager on duty. How in the world do you not have a manager on duty during a huge event? That makes no sense. And it was obvious she was lying. He is 33 years old, doesn't look underage at all. His concealed license is a legal form of ID and it wasn't expired. So I have no idea why she denied him service of one alcoholic beverage. Did he have the gun on him or not? That's the big question. No one isn't is it? thinking about the, the drink at this point. What? I guess you should be allowed to bring a gun. I would want to. Uh, I, <laughs> I want a gun if I'm going to a haunted house. Is that bad? <laughs> I feel like this, uh, I don't understand this way of thinking. I'm assuming they couldn't possibly have had the gun in the park because you have to go through a thousand different metal detectors when you go into a theme park now, right? I don't know. It's Florida. It's Florida. That's a good point. Okay, so Evan posted that and then someone else posted the same review. The same exact? Oh, so this must be the same, like a person in that party. Gotcha. Yeah, this is a woman. Um, oh. and then she was also mad that there was a long wait, um, and that the employees looked miserable and had attitudes. Yeah. Also I mean, like complaining a, about the, the theme park during a pandemic. I mean, I don't know oh, what you want. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from 2018. So this okay, is. Okay. Then this, never mind. They're closed. garbage. <laughs> um, they're garbage. Long lines for crappy, non-scary houses. Um, it's most. Okay. So Andrew, just checking in again. Most of the bad reviews are for the long lines. Right, which I mean, here's the and, like, problem. Difficulty. Um, I think I think an issue is I think theme parks let too many people into theme parks. Yes, because that's general. that's how you get money. Right, that is famously how you get money is when people come to your theme park, they pay you to come in. Um, but there probably are too many people they're letting in. They then it's the classic like airline equivalent, which is in order to have even a modicum of a uh, a wonderful experience, you have to pay twice as much money just so you can go on the amount of things to make sure that you are getting uh, uh, an experience that's worth the money you paid for. 
Yeah, this person is saying they were rushed through the houses. You hardly get to see the amazing looking things. Um, <laughs> I will say that was part of my complaint with um, Not Scary Farm is that you go through so close to someone else that you like hear the woo in front yeah. of you and you like know something's coming. I know. I I wonder with I wonder with haunted houses like at what point at what point did they decide the the amount of people they should have in the haunted house at any given point in time? You know what I mean? Like like what's the what's the math there? I don't know. My uncle had a scary or had a haunted house for a little while that he ran. What? At the, yeah, he had a um a plant nursery, like a, a oh. landscaping center out on Long Island. And like they turned one of the hangers into a haunted house every year. That's very fun. It was fun, but I think it was like a full loss later. Like they definitely spent more money on it than it brought in. Um, but they're, I think they're featured on the news for a room that was so scary that you had to sign a waiver. Cause maybe you could die. I have to say, so this past weekend, um, Chris and I went with some friends to Yosemite National Park, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, like if you're looking for things to do uh, in these COVID times that are safer than um, going to indoor places, national parks are a great option. Uh, Yosemite was largely empty, which was really cool. Like we, there were entire like multiple hours where we just never saw another person. Everyone kept their distance. We were outside the whole time. It was great. Um, But then we went to a ghost town outside of Yosemite called Bodie. Yes. Um, and I thought, I mean, it's national park, so, or it's a state park, so there's no way they would do this, but it's a perfect place to have a haunted house. Andrew, those pictures were so scary and I don't understand how it still exists and how people haven't just gone in and like messed up all the houses. Well, I think because it, it got the park status. So now there are, there are park rangers who live in some of these ghost town houses, which is, we were looking at this real ramshackle cabin. And uh, my heart almost stopped because suddenly in the window, there appeared the face of a white dog. (gasps) And I was like, oh, okay. So ghosts are dogs and there's one right now. And now I have to go live in a hospital. Um, But it just was someone lived there and the dog, I guess, was inside and occasionally jumped up the window. No, you can't. That's not a ghost town. Well, that's the thing. I mean, so it's a ghost town that's been turned into a state park. Um, And so like the park ranger lives there with their white dog yeah was yeah. it me what's that was it me and ladybird i think anna it was so good seeing you in Bodie. <laughs> in Bodie that goes down i also have to say just abandoning this whole episode entirely um <laughs> andrew i looked at the location tag on instagram for Bodie because i was in love with it and i needed to know more um i love the idea of a ghost town it's beautiful if you guys it's b-o-d-i-e Yes. It's beautiful. It's very Stephen Gamble, which was clear. Oh, um, wildly. It like very much, it's, it's just austere American desert. Um, and I went on the location tag because I was like, I got to see more of Bodhi. And right. one of the first things that came up was a woman cradling a baby in front of one of the structures. And there was something off about the picture. And I noticed that the hashtag she used was real doll or oh. like um, real baby. And I looked on her profile and I learned a lot about um, this kind of doll that looks like a real baby that isn't a baby. 
Are they called reborn dolls? They're called reborn dolls. And she has a whole YouTube site or, or page where um, she makes videos of her with the baby. <laughs> and it's called like um, a nighttime routine. Uh, or like aye, aye, aye. her with this doll that she picks up and like carries. And- I have a question that I want to ask as respectfully <sighs> as possible about this. Okay. Okay. Are these babies for people who just want a nice doll or is this some sort of like a tool for processing grief? So, okay. On the Wikipedia page for reborn dolls, it's an art doll created from a manufactured dollar kit that has been transformed by an artist to resemble a human infant, which is with as much realism as possible. Um, The doll artists are referred to as reborners. No um and it started in okay so some people are like oh cool that's a doll i collect dolls and now this is one of them and other people use it to process grief about losing a child yes but then i it seems as though 90% of people who are into this are what you and i might call really weird okay <laughs> and i say this as someone who's really weird I'm weird. Yes. I whenever I'm in conversation with someone, I can hear what I'm saying. And what I say <laughs> is weird. I'm weird. I'm not cool. I'm not normal. I'm never going to be cool normal. I'm allowed to say this. If you're hearing this and feeling attacked, just know that I have my own version of this. Oh, I say I I have multiple versions of this. I have I've got a closet full of wigs, but a heart full of love. No. <laughs> Everything I own has hair, dog hair in it. And I will say that um, this company, Yogi Bose and Andrew and I, uh, unprompted giant um, beanbag chairs. So now there are giant beanbags in both of our houses. And mine is covered in dog hair immediately. <laughs> and so just know that I'm weird. I love your weird. This is weird. Um, mine is mine is covered in Chris, who initially was kind of tepid on the idea. And now you cannot peel him off the giant Yogi <gasps> Good Yogi Bo bean bag. Um, thank you, thank you, Yogi Bo, for absolutely changing who we thought we were. Okay, <laughs> um, a kit includes the vinyl parts, um, oh. and then you so you buy. Okay, customers can cho- purchase a reborn doll by choosing a kit by sculptor and have it reborn by a reborn artist. Oh. For example, Adam by Mary, reborn by Anne. Oh no. And these things cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. That's what's the wildest part about it. I thought maybe it was made of a, I thought maybe it was made of like a material that like made it feel more like a baby, but, but no, it sounds like the the body is cloth and the head is vinyl. The, the, so yeah, the, like the doll parts are all doll parts, but then they get sent to sculptors to sculpt and paint them with like layer after layer after layer of paint. Oh boy. And I don't know if you want to go ahead and Google reborn dolls, but some of them are better than others. And yeah, they all look, they look like dolls that have been brought to life and that they're mad that they've been brought to life. That is exactly it. I feel like my take is that if you, as an outsider of the reborn community, I think if you're going to get one, you're going to want to go with um, a reborn doll that appears to be asleep because the ones that are awake are oh, yeah. um they're gonna get you 
Yes, that's a big yes. Oh, some people also get it as a portrait doll of a child who's grown up. So like they get it to look like what their child used to be, which is a baby, but their child is now grown up. Can you imagine a more mortifying thing to have as an adult is the a doll of your baby self? It's just hard to cut parents out of your lives, but I guess sometimes <laughs> well, it's necessary. Inevitably, as is as is typically the way things function, your your parent is going to pass away, and then you're going to inherit this doll of you as a baby, and then what are you going to do with it? You gotta either throw it out or sell it, and if you throw it out, someone's going to think that it's a baby in the trash. Um, oh, that's true. And if you sell it, it's like, who the fuck is buying this? <laughs> <laughs> the only um, thing to the only thing to do is to is to repurpose it by selling it to one of the many Halloween Horror Nights, Hollow Scream, yeah, not Scary Farm, yeah. Um, so I watched one of the videos made by one of these people and who posted on the Bodhi place, and it's uh, si- the baby is sick. It's like a role play that the baby is sick. Oh God. Um, and it shows her waking up, and she posted that her boyfriend is very supportive and like um films the videos for her you know what good it's nice um but she she's like picks up the baby and is like oh he's very warm and takes his temperature she takes out the thermometer and i absolutely held my breath not knowing where the thermometer was going i'm proud to say it went in the armpit which I didn't – I forgot that that's how you can take a baby's temperature. Yeah. The, my mom would do it under the armpit or or uh, behind the knee. The back of the knee was one. Oh. Yeah. I definitely I remember – That's uh, not medically sound, but that was just something that happened. <laughs> my mom would put the Bible on my head, and if it slipped off, I was dead. <laughs> um, but she, <laughs> she, she like acts out like, oh, the baby doesn't seem sick, and then – she puts it in its carrier and takes it and then comes back and then talks to camera about what the doctor said. And I was, she was like, it seems like, you know, maybe get him to feed if I can. And I was, I just wanted her to come back and be like, so the doctor says that he's a doll. Um, (laughs) not real. Um, anyway, so that's sort of ghost town to that's as andrew was out making memories in the desert i was just sort of lying on a giant dog hair covered beanbag chair watching videos of a woman (laughs) pretending a doll was a baby and you know what both are very viable ways to spend your weekend in october they are they are um so i don't know that's kind of it i mean like uh okay so i just want to read one this is from bane haunted house which is open This is a one-star review. Okay. Not impressed at all. This is a complete downgrade from the New Jersey location that you had. We went two years ago, and it was so much better than tonight. There are so many scenes missing, such as the clowns in the walls and the bathroom scenes. I am ashamed that I paid so much for this haunted house. Scariest in New York, huh? What a joke. I am thoroughly convinced that you moved from New Jersey because you couldn't compete with Brighton Asylum, which is 100% better than your haunted house. I will not come back to Bain. We were so hyped to come to Bain tonight, but it was such disappointment. And no, I don't work for or know anyone who works at Brighton Asylum, honestly. The owner responds. Is this Christine from Selling Sunset? (laughs) This is Christine from Selling Sunset who's like, I'm just trying to be honest with you. You're not scary at all. Like what? (laughs) The only thing that's scary wow. is that fake Birkin. 
something like that. I don't know. I feel I, I'm I am automatically very defensive of haunted houses. So when someone comes so hard like this, my tendency is to be like, "Well, Bane is trying as hard as it can." Well, Bane responded. Oh. Um. LOL. This review is actually hilarious. Yes, that's why we moved to New York, because Brighton Asylum was just way too much competition for us. Why does Brighton Asylum insist on telling their employees slash friends to write bad reviews for other haunted houses? Wait, (gasps) we know why. Dot, 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 dot. Desperation. Oh. (laughs) Anna. I mean, this is, okay, first of all, this is an amazing plot of a film. Is two warring haunted houses. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Andrew, write it. Let's write it. Wow. Let us. Oh, and I love, I just, I love that there's like hot goss in the haunted house world. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, um I have a question. Okay. okay. So you and I, Anna, have been to many haunted houses. Is there one that does stand out as being like a uniformly like wonderful experience? I really liked Knott's Berry Farm or Scary Farm. I do Farm. too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely up there for me. Yeah, I'm also scared of the haunted mansion. Still, that scares my ass. Yep. Um. What What's your favorite? Okay. Well, I, we I, I we've talked about not scary from which I love very much. One that I haven't thought about in a very long time that I'm sure was very underwhelming. But as a kid, I was like, "This is theater. This is opera. This is the arts." Um, was at like the Salvation Army in Laconia, New Hampshire put on a haunted house. I think tickets were like $20 each. My uncle Bob and aunt Kathy took me and we walked through it and it was themed very peculiarly where there was like, like a room that was Freddy Krueger attacking two girls um, who were Uh. jump roping. Uh, And then there was a room that was um, like a hospital kitchen. Like, there was surgery yeah. happening and then p- parts of the body were going in like a salad. But anyway, we went through and my uncle Bob and, and Aunt Kathy were just so, you know, New Yorkers completely underwhelmed by New England. And my, my uncle Bob said very sarcastic, like, well, that was really worth 20 bucks a person. And in my head, I didn't understand sarcasm yet. And I was like, yeah, wow, I, I, he really is right. I mean, that is that's that's twenty dollars worth of scares. <laughs> cute and, i love and, that and so then when people would ask me about my experience there i'd be like well it was certainly worth twenty dollars a person <laughs> oh and they were like look at this sarcastic child i know but i meant it genuinely speaking of money i looked on the faq for bane haunted house and one oh. of the questions is i was too scared to make it through can i get a refund the answer is also categorically as sassy as the response to that review Oh my God. If you're too scared, then that means we did our job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are no oh. refunds, returns, or exchanges at any point for any reason. If you chicken out midway, there are no refunds. Oh. Okay, they move from Jersey, but they are still Jersey. They are, This is the most Jersey thing I've ever heard in my life. If you do not make it through our front doors, there are no refunds. If you get sick or pass out from pure terror... There are no refunds. Oh, I mean, what's funny is you could change the entire subject of selling sunset and it could still be about this haunted house. (laughs) It really could (laughs) because they ask, what is the proper attire for Bane? The answer is there will be no heels, sandals or open toed shoes allowed in the attraction at any time. Also, if you are wearing a cast, you will not be allowed to enter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why? This is really can... targeting kids who who went to a fun camp over the summer and still have a cast on their leg or arm. My God. What do I do if I'm too scared inside the attraction? If you chicken out midway, stand still and yell for mercy. What? <laughs> what is happening? One of our backstage managers will come and get you. Was this written by the Catch Me Outside girl? How about I that? I think it like, was. What is Happening. Will the actors touch me and can I touch the actors? Yes, our actors might touch you. We are all trained professionals and our customer safety is our top priority. We won't hurt you. And no, what? you cannot touch any of our actors. Okay, it's strip club rules. They didn't say that last one, but they basically did. Oh my, they can touch you? Yeah. It's a full this contact is... haunted house. A full contact haunted house. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to mess with that. I don't want that. How long are the wait times? Be, please be advised due to extreme popularity of the attraction. Wait lines can exceed 90 minutes at any given time on any evening. Oh, it's wow. So, so it's crazy. popular. It's very popular. So they say. Um, What's the name of the other haunted house that's in competition? Oh, Brighton Asylum. Let me look that Brighton up. Brighton Asylum is quaking right now. I know. Let me see what they say. They're in Passaic. But they. Oh. They're closed. I don't think oh, are they oh, open. Yeah. Let me see. Hold so on. So they're responsible. No, they're they're open during COVID. Oh, their website is very scary. Oh. New Jersey's legendary Brighton Asylum. Wow. As featured on the Today Show, Cake Boss and BuzzFeed. <laughs> 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 what was that middle one? Oh my god. Uh, Cake Boss. And then they have ghost tours. Oh my god! Wow, Anna. I'm once again. You really do. You really do bring the unexpected joy of Yelp reviews, and a seasonally themed one. I just love it. I love it. I love Yelp reviews so much. I hope you do too. It's okay if you don't. Um, who would? Uh, this is a little. Um, uh, this is a little unpredictable. But but before we go, who would you cast? As the spokesperson from Bane Haunted House <laughs> oh and Brighton God. Asylum. Oh who my would God. Be, who, who, would you, who would be the warring heads of those haunted houses for you in a movie? It's hard because Bane is so in Christine Quinn's voice, but right. oh, yeah. at the same time, like Brighton goes hard in a way that you were not expecting, which makes me want to say that it's also Christine Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, too Christine. It's a parent <laughs> trap of Christine Quinn's. Yes. And you know what? If you haven't watched Selling Sunset because maybe you've been like, I don't know, working out or reading, um, (laughs) you just get to rest easy in that knowledge that you're better than me. And sleep well at night. Listen, we we can't be dealing with people who have healthy habits on this podcast. No, not for us. Andrew, who would you cast as the girl's boyfriend who got hit in the head by characters crowbar? Uh, oh, um, I would cast a one of those things they put in front of car dealerships, the windsock man. <laughs> oh, no, he wouldn't take yeah. all of that at all. Right. But he's still smiling. I, he, the, the, the windsock man is brings classic himbo en- energy. Yes, that's you true. Know? But I have to say that sort of my point with all of this is like, while we do miss the things that we can't go to this year, um, or I guess you could go, but they they can't touch you. Um, <laughs> just keep in mind there's new spooky things you can do you can stay in 
turn the lights out, light a candle and tell scary stories with your dog or yes, you know, watch, watch um, YouTube walkthroughs of haunted houses. That's something you can do. There's also something that I'm excited by is there's all of these great um, audio narrations of like great actors reading scary stories. I was looking up um, Turn of the Screw, which is a really good one. And there's a lot of Mm. great audio recordings of Turn of the Screw. A lot of M.R. James stories there are really great audio recordings of. You can go with the classic Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I think think taking this time to kind of immerse yourself in the building blocks of like modern horror is a really great idea since there's nothing we can do outside these days. (laughs) Oh, big time. Um, You can also just hold your breath and look in a mirror in a dark bathroom and just be scared yeah you can make green jello and jiggle it and be like this is what it feels like to be alive scary 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 all right well look we you know we it's a podcast (laughs) and every podcast has to end get Get out out. forever dog this has been a forever dog production Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.